Welcome to the Teachers on Fire podcast, where 21st century educators come to share, learn, and be inspired. We believe in the growth mindset, creativity, communication, critical thinking, collaboration, and strategic uses of education technology. Our mission is to share news and views from teachers who are crushing it in the classroom and making a difference for learners everywhere. I'm your host, Tim Cavey. Let's jump into today's episode. Today I'm speaking with Nicholas Amaral. Nicholas is a district staff development coordinator, teacher, musician, poet, world traveler, moviegoer, edtech innovator, PD developer, Google educator, and Apple teacher. Nicholas, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Are you ready to talk education? Yeah, let's do it. Why don't you start by describing your current teaching or education situation for us? Sure. So uh, it's like you said, I'm the district staff developer uh, for a school district in New Jersey um, up in Bergen County. Uh, We're a two high school district, roughly 2,500 kids or so, um, about 300 staff. And, you know, it's my job to work with the teachers as far as coaching, uh, coordinating PD, bringing in speakers, uh, running workshops, you know, a lot of different hats, but, uh, but it's fun. And working with teachers on really trying to innovate and step outside, you know, their comfort zone. That sounds like so much fun. I look forward to hearing more about that. First of all, though, tell us about a low moment that you faced in your teaching or education career, Nick, and how you overcame it. Sure. So, uh, you know, I guess it was about third or fourth, you know, year teaching. Um, And for me, you know, you kind of hear about that going into teaching that, you know, you're going to run into some walls and there are going to be those moments where you're not quite sure if, you know, you want to continue and you read a lot of articles about that. But, you know, it really hit me, I think, in those years. And and for me, it was about questioning, you know, the effect of what I was doing in the classroom. Um, you know, I didn't like a lot of the things that maybe I was doing per se or, or the direction of, you know, not really the district, but more just education as a whole. Um, and I think for me, it was about, you know, questioning if this was something that I wanted to follow suit. You know, I didn't go into teaching right from college. I didn't have family, you know, members that were teachers that, you know, that sort of thing. For me, it was, it kind of sprung about. So this was something that I really took to heart. So, you know, I went back to the drawing board, revamped a lot of my lessons and my units, spent a lot of time uh, up at night where my wife was, you know, yelling at me, but uh, <laughs> redid everything and rewrote curriculum and, and gamified, you know, the classroom. So, it really was a hit. And I think it was once the students liked what I did um, and I saw the effect of really engaging the students in the classroom. I think that was one of the keys. You know, if you hook them and you engage them, then they learn more. And that really drove a lot of what I did. So um, I think that was it. That was a low moment that I faced. But, you know, overcoming it was was really buckling down and redoing everything that I pretty much learned, you know, in the beginning of teaching uh, and deciding where I wanted to go from there. I love that story. And as you reimagine the classroom, was there a particular inspiration for you or where did you sort of get a lot of your ideas for that? Sure. You know, just reading a lot. You know, um, one of my things was always and so many teachers are afraid of it is is reaching out to people. You know, like you read blogs online, but then you're kind of afraid Mm -hmm. to actually reach out and dive in more with that person. Um, So I just looked for read these blogs about gamification and blended learning when they were, you know, a couple well, man, handful of years ago when they were really starting to, to come out um, and reached out to these educators that were already trying it themselves maybe a year before me. And we all kind of put our heads together and came up with ideas and, and you know, picked and chose different pieces of different things. And I think that's one of the big things for me that I want to leverage is, you know, there's not everything is going to be foolproof. And, right. 
you know, there's no one piece that's going to solve everything in education. But if we pick and choose the elements of all these different pedagogies and different elements to education um, and put something together with that, you know, that's going to be more profound. Awesome. Well said. Moving on, Nick, what is it that really excites you about education today? This might be a big picture idea or it might be a micro level solution, something you're doing right there in the classroom. And, and I just need to stop. I, I don't think you're actually in the classroom yourself that much anymore. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So I'm kind of removed from the classroom now, uh, yeah. working solely with the teachers uh, in the district. But, um, you know, for me, I, I think it, you know, technology, you can't can't kind of wane from that and say that that doesn't have a profound effect. I think, you know, now that pretty much a majority of schools have gone one to one, I think it's it's what we're able to do with it. So for me, it's about, I guess, the direction. I think now seeing the effects of blended learning, of personalized learning, of mastery, of switching from content to skills. And I think now we're starting to see the effects of those things, you know, and we're combining that with the technology. Uh, I think the two create good teaching. So when we start to kind of incorporate these elements from all over uh, and truly meet the students where they are, I think the students are having fun. And now I think the teachers are enjoying their time in the classroom more. And just before we move on, in terms of your coaching of teachers, Nick, you mentioned blended learning, personalized learning, gamification, technology. Do those four things really summarize your focus with teachers for the most part? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, you know, we use the various tools and things like that to, to get us there. But I think a lot of it is just pulling back their lessons um, and saying, you know, here are the four elements that I think when combined, you know, I think will really recreate your classroom. And for me, that's been the focus, you know, the, the teaching behind each of those elements. What's the pedagogy? What's the thought process that goes into them? So absolutely. Very cool. Moving on to something outside of education. We call ourselves lifelong learners. What's another area of passion and learning for you outside of education, Nick? Uh, you know, I grew up a music nut. So from elementary <laughs> school up through, you know, college, I was, you know, one of those band people. And, and for me, it's just always been music, uh, studying it, playing it. That's actually where I switched. You know, I originally went to school and college for music. That was my initial, you know, idea and, and goal. Um, but it was just taking, you know, sort of education courses that brought me here, but just having that passion for it and hoping to instill that passion in my, my daughters as well. What's your instrument? A uh, little piano, but a lot of saxophone. <laughs> okay, that's a good mix. Let's talk about a personal habit, Nick, that contributes to your success. I get a sense as you're moving around coaching different teachers, there's got to be something that really helps make you tick or organizes your life. What is it that works for you? Yeah, just, um, you know, I think the teachers like it when you're, you're down to earth. I think when you have that personal connection, you can talk about your failures. So um, for me, it's just always been that, you know, freedom to fail that, you know, always fail forward mentality, try it, if it doesn't work, bring it back. And, and the same can be said with PD, you know, not every workshop I run is, you know, knock it out of the park, every teacher enjoyed it and loved it. But the fact that I bring it back to the table, and that's always been how I've worked with just students and lessons, you know, bring go back to the drawing board, try it again, reflect, revamp, deliver it, if it didn't work, do it again. Um, and I think it's that mentality that sort of got me to where I'm at. And I hope that continues to drive me, you know, further, it's, it's just an invaluable skill to teaching. Something I read recently from Dave Burgess is just the simple idea that failure equals feedback. And that idea just keeps going through my mind. It's such a growth mindset idea, right? That 
just like you said, every time we fail, that's it's not a big deal. You know, that's a learning experience and we just keep moving on. You know, I think about you putting on workshops for teachers, sometimes with technology. And I think, you know, the old joke is something about, you know, every time you're using technology in a workshop, count on it to fail. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. it's happened to you, right? Yeah, that happens all the time. You know, I, yeah. I've now, um, I read a blog by... Um, Oh man, Dave Thoreau, uh, who's an English teacher out in uh, California, and his stuff is you know is awesome. That's just one of the things that I follow, and we connect on Twitter every once in a while. But you know, he had a post, and it was just about make sure you have an analog kit. So I actually carry like a backpack of just hey, if the tech goes down, it's okay. We we got the low tech that can do you know a lot of the same stuff. It's it's about what we're talking about. That's the engaging piece. So absolutely, I always I always expect it to fail at some point. You always have a backup plan. I like that. Moving into some rapid fire recommendations, Nick, let's start at Twitter. Tell us about someone that we really need to be following there. And this might be one of the big names that we all follow or, or maybe someone a little not quite as well known. Sure. I, you know, I got two guys I got to plug that that helped me with a lot of stuff here, uh, both from New Jersey. So I got to represent a little <laughs> bit, um, you know, Chris Avilas uh, at Tech Up Teacher. Uh, on Twitter, and he's just, you know, gamification, makerspace, you know, the things he's doing out of his Fairhaven school district and innovation labs are just pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Um, and Jeff Bradbury has been a guy I've worked a lot, very closely with uh, at TeacherCast, and the guy just knows a little bit of everything. So it's just, uh, you know, if teachers haven't gone to his site and pulled some information, it's a wealth of knowledge over there. Uh, they're missing out. I was listening to, I'm pretty sure it was Jeff Bradbury the other day, and I think he's running something like nine podcasts, I think he said <laughs> one time. Yeah. But the guy absolutely. is, he's putting out a lot of stuff. It's pretty A lot of content. Absolutely. Next. Now, this is going to be fun because your technology is sort of your deal, but point us to an ed tech tool that you currently love using in your practice or, or something you've been excited about showing teachers lately. Sure. You know, I, I think for me, it all starts and stops with with an LMS. So Schoology has been my just my go to tool. You know, when I was an English teacher, I, you know, I use Google Classroom, but I loved Schoology. But now with PD, just the things you can do. And that has helped me design uh all online modules for teachers, anytime, anywhere, PD. You know, I've gamified it. There's badges and leaderboards. It's just an awesome tool to just become your hub for everything. Hmm. Does Schoology allow real-time interaction and, and sort of the Kahoot style of participation in a room? Yeah, so you know, it's, it's okay. cool. Any tool that you use, and this is why I like it the most, because when I look for the tools, I want things that play well with other things, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, Schoology, I can take just the share or embed codes from any tool, Kahoot, Poll Everywhere, Padlet, and I can embed it and that oh, becomes okay. an interactive element within. Yeah. Um, plus they have all their own stuff in there too, live polls and surveys and open-ended stuff as well. Well, I like the vote for Schoology. I've, I've heard obviously Google Classroom and Seesaw and FreshGrade, but uh, this is the first time I've heard of Schoology in a little while. So something to take a look at for schools for sure. Recommend a book, Nick, one that you've been reading lately or maybe one of your all-time faves and tell us why you recommend it. Good. So uh, right now, currently working through How We Learn uh, by Benedict Carey. Um, just a uh, 
just about the mentality of learning, you know, and when I try to pick these books, I go for some of those self-help ones. I'm actually thinking about running it as a book club PD with a, a group of supervisors and teachers. Um, but just, you know, the science behind why we learn and how we make connections and just something that's useful, I think, to all teachers. All right. That's one I will take a look at. And, you know, this is dangerous for me, Nick, because I look at these <laughs> books and then it's so easy to add to my Kindle. So it's a little yep. bit of a problem right now, but... I'll take a look at how we learn. That sounds like a good one. Last question, Nick. You're at the end of your day. You've just presented a series of workshops. You've got no energy for anything productive. What is it that you're watching on Netflix right now? Well, unfortunately, Stranger Things isn't on right now. So that's my that's my go-to, but I love re-watching episodes. So uh, right now, my cue uh, between Netflix and Amazon, Lost in Space, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, and The Fall, which I heard came out a couple years ago, and then I started watching, and I, and I love it, so... Okay. Those are my three. Your top three. Good. Nick, this has been so much fun. Thank you again for coming on and sharing your time with us. What are the best ways for the listeners to follow you? Uh, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, they can follow me on Twitter at nameralthedu um, or my website and blog. Uh, that's edtechforay.wordpress.com. Fantastic, man. Well, Nick, you have a wonderful summer and it's been great to get to know you just a little bit better. Take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Teachers on Fire, where teachers come to share, learn, and be inspired. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at Teachers on Fire. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, saying goodbye for now, and we'll catch you next time right here on the Teachers on Fire podcast.